You are listening to the Conquering Everest podcast. This is episode 37. Welcome to the Conquering Nevers Podcast. My name is Brian Talor, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a bit of your day here with me. Now, I need a big favor from all of you. I need you to go ahead and follow this podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And make sure you share this out to your friends and your family. Heck, send it to everyone. Just let them know that Conquering Everest is here with real stories, real people providing real hope. Now, on today's episode, I have a conversation with Danny Coleman. Danny was near bankruptcy after a bitter divorce and a career-ending back injury. He was forced to reinvent himself, so Danny turned to his passion for music. Danny now hosts multiple radio programs. He's an entertainment journalist, a musician, and a fellow podcaster. Danny is rebuilding his life by following his dreams at the age of 57. He's proving that it is never too late to start. Here is my conversation with Danny. This is his story. All right, Danny Coleman, welcome to the Conquering Evers podcast. Hello, sir. How are you, Brian? I'm good. I'm a little envious because you look like you got a beautiful day behind you. You said you had a cigar. You've played golf today, man. You, I got a cigar. Now. I got a. I got a jalapeno margarita. I played golf poorly, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah, you haven't seen me try to hit a golf ball yet. That's that's the definition of poor. But uh, yeah, what can I say? I try. Well, Danny, uh, you've got a great story. You're doing some 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 pretty cool things. But uh, before we get in all that, why don't we uh, give our listeners a little uh, a little introduction to who Danny Coleman is? Well, I am a radio show host. I host two different radio programs. I am an entertainment journalist. I am a musician since I was eleven and a half years old. So that's forty-seven years ago. And uh, entertainment, and oh, oh, and I have a podcast too. So yeah, that's right. I'm all about the. I'm all about helping independent artists. I mean, you know what? Without new music, we have no music. So yeah, no, and you know what? Music is is very therapeutic, um, especially for me. I, I I never, you know, kind of growing up, I was always. Uh, the kid with the loudspeakers in the car and things like that. But I, I don't think I really started appreciating music until probably the last 10 years or so where I pretty much end my night with music. Like it, it gets me to where I need to be to have a good night's rest. So it's, it's definitely therapeutic. And uh, I mean, some of the music I listen to more motivation pump you up, but you know, uh, the good stuff at night uh, to get you wound down. What what got you into music? You said 11 years old. What was your like introduction? You know, my whole life uh my my mom used to uh she 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 used to love music. She was a big 
Elvis Presley fan, and she also liked Creedence Clearwater. And mm. my dad liked the Platters. And when my mom would, uh, when she wanted to clean the house, it was always Creedence Clearwater. <laughs> and when she wanted to just dance around because she was happy, it was Elvis. So I was always exposed to music. And um, when I was about 11, I went to my mother's cousin's wedding and the drummer was just off the charts. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. <laughs> and it was kind of funny because at the end of the night, I went into the bathroom and the drummer was in the bathroom and he looked at me and he said, you know what, kid? Here you go. And he handed me his broken drumsticks. Mm, wow. And from that point on, I started playing the drums. So it was kind of like, yeah, I can't imagine um, probably, you know, being a kid and receiving that was like, it probably felt like somebody's giving you some gold. It's like he was a rock star, you mm. know? So you got into the drums and um, I mean, did that just, was that your, is that your instrument? of choice or, or have you like spent the gamut and done all kinds of, you know, guitar and drums and synthesizer or whatever may be uh, the case. No, I, I've, I, I stuck with the drums. I mean, every drummer for some reason wants to play guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and I also, I, I could play a little bit of guitar, but it's not, um, I'm not very good at it. Uh, I know all the chords basically. I could play certain things, but if I had to do a gig, no, that's not happening. I'm a drummer, and I do Latin percussion, uh, congas, bongos, all sorts of uh, instruments of or, or weapons of mass percussion, as I like to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have everything from a, uh, a Spanish guero to a triangle, sleigh bells, I mean, you name it. I've got all kinds of hand percussion, so... I do a lot of gigs both ways. Okay. This is, I, I, you know, I'm kind of, um, I think you're my, my, my first guest that's, um, you know, been into music as a career and as a lifestyle. So I've got some different questions and I know that's, you know, this, this podcast is, we're going to get into your, your life here in a moment, but uh, I'm kind of like a kid just curious now with, uh, with the drums, the drums have always fascinated me. Um, if if I would have, I've never been an instrument guy. I've never, you know, that wasn't part of my my upbringing. But I always thought if I was going to play an instrument, it would be the drums. How the heck do you learn to play the drums? And because there, there's not like sheet music, is there? Like a, like somebody playing a guitar can follow along a sheet music, but the drums isn't it more just you're reacting to the to the to the other instruments? I mean, how does one learn to play the drums? Oh, no, 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 no. There is, uh, you have to be able to sight read to play okay. the drums. Uh, there is, uh, you know, there, there is music. If, you, if you're in a concert band or a symphonic band, or a, yeah, you have to be able to learn to read sheet music. Okay. All right. And, and, and the hardest part is following, because in a lot of those cases, there's a lot of downtime between right. the... Uh, you know, where drums come in, drums come out. But uh, there is, I mean, you have to you, you have to be able to sight read and you have to be able to read music. And 
I can I can do that. I can read sheet music. I can read you know drum music. I can read uh, I can read a lot of things. Uh, I haven't done much of it. I'll be honest lately, but it comes back to you pretty quickly. Believe it or not. Yeah. That's cool. I've always, I always wondered because I, you know, like I said, not being a musician, I, I never, uh, I never quite knew like how does one learn to play drums. But now I've been educated. But uh, let's let's kind of get into your story a little bit about what makes Danny Coleman today, Danny Coleman today. Uh, we we've talked previously, and it sounds like around two thousand two, um, your life altered a bit. Um, with with your lifestyle, uh, you were married. It sounded like you had a, a, a job that, you know, I don't know. I don't recall if that was, you weren't a musician full time, but uh, let's let's go back to, to, to kind of that transitional period in your life. Yeah, I was, I was married in 1988. And around 2002, things started to go wrong, let's say. And uh, I, I was a. I worked for United Parcel Service for twenty years, from nineteen eighty nine to two thousand nine. I was a driver in in downtown Trenton, New Jersey, with all the state offices. I handled a lot of very heavy accounts. I mean, I would go out with ninety two stops and about five hundred packages. So, I mean, my you know, it, I was I was humping it up, so to speak. Uh, uh, but my life definitely changed because in, uh, well, 2002, my marriage started to fall apart mm. and it was very, uh, a very difficult time for me. Uh, I eventually wound up leaving my now ex-wife in, in 2004. And then my back gave out in 2009. Mm. And then 2009, I decided that, you know what? I'm going to live for me. Yeah. When I, was, when I was 18 years old, I started working for the Wall Street Journal because my parents essentially said, well, you're not going to college. You need to get a job. So I got a job working for Dow Jones and Company. And I got married in 88, and I said, you know what? What I'm making at Dow Jones isn't enough to, to support a family. And, you know, my ex-wife and I had kids in 1992, my son. And I had been working for UPS since 1989. So, I, you know, I tried to plan ahead. And then mm -hmm. January of 2009, my back came out. And it uh, it totally took me by surprise. And from that point on, I realized, you know what? The next job I get, it's going to be for me. Yeah. So that's how I started the radio show. Um, you know, I mean, I took the job at Dow Jones to accommodate my parents. I took the job at UPS to support a family. This time it's for me. Yeah. And I was, go ahead. No, I say that's. I was going to add. You, you answered the question. Um, you read my mind. You know because it, it, so many of us, um, 
you know, we, we end up getting into jobs and careers for what we feel is the right reason, right? You know, we, we want to support our families or we want to um, make our, our parents proud, things like that. But it's usually, uh, I think, and maybe you could, uh, you could, uh, hold hold me to this if, if it's true or not but you know most of the time when we want to chase our passions there is a there's a great deal of risk and um, not a re lot of reward in the beginning so we tend to get you know take those comfortable jobs and um, jobs that we know will pay the bills and put food on the table and, and you know get the kids through school and all that um, and when you got divorced though uh, divorce is pretty expensive. I know firsthand. It, 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 it's, it's, it's rough to get through both emotionally and financially. So I would imagine that, you know, you, you were experiencing some financial struggles anyways, and then now your back gives out and you couldn't really work. Well, you know, it's kind of funny what you just said. You know, we, we, we think we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And we wind up accommodating everybody else other than ourselves. Like I said, I got I, I, I got a full-time job. You know, my mom, at the age of 18, she said to me, Well, you're not going to college. What are you gonna do? I said, Well, I got a I got a job. She said, What's your job? I said, I'm a musician. She said, No, no, no. That's what you fall back on. <laughs> that's not a real job. You need a real job, and that's good for a fallback job. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was married, you know, I kind of put being a musician on hold because I had kids. And and then I realized that I'm making everybody else happy but me. So So we turn around and we accommodate others. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're getting a job for these reasons. Like, you know, we're trying to be responsible, and we are. I mean, that is true. But how often do we do these things to accommodate others? Yeah. That's, the, that's the key, Brian. We're yeah. accommodating others instead of ourselves. And, you know, I, I know it sounds like you're selfish or you're, you're being an SOB or selfish, you know, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but... When you try to make other people happy, the only people that's the only person that's unhappy is you. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I did for a lot of years. And and now, yeah, it, it drives my ex-wife nuts because I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you know what? I do gigs. I do the radio shows. I write. I talk to people I only dreamed of talking to when I was a kid. Uh, I got podcasts. I I got a good life now. Yeah. I mean, look at me. I'm talking to you with a margarita and a cigar. Yeah, and a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> the um, it, you're, and you're absolutely right. And I, and I call that um, you know, kind of the the approach we take in life. Most of us, uh, the bruised apple theory is what I call it. And you know, most people like the taste of an apple. It's sweet. It's crisp. Mm -hmm. it, it, it it's refreshing. But, you know, if you take that apple and you drop it on the floor and kick it around for a little while, bounce, bounce it off a couple walls, it becomes very bruised to the point where nobody's nobody's going to enjoy that apple and you just throw it away. And I feel like, you know, when I coach with people, 
it's we I talk about that because we we're the apple and then we kind of we do what society expects of us and we do it for the right reasons, the right intentions, but that, you know, we're, we're getting dropped. We're getting kicked. We're, 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 we're giving up that, that, that nice, refreshing, sweet, you know, fruit and, and kind of take a beating until, you know, something happens and, and it focus or it causes us to change our focus and our mind and what we really want to pursue with, um, you talked a little, we talked previously and, and you talked about, um, let's talk about your injury because that one, you said you, you, the back injury, you were what, 46 years old at that time. Yeah. And, yep. and, and so UPS, what was their response to, to it? Well, you have to understand if you're a UPS driver, every day is like an aerobic workout. Mm. Yeah. You're up and down steps, you're walking at a quick pace, you're, you know, you're lifting, you're lowering, you're bending, you're twisting, you're, you know, you, there's a lot of stuff involved. I, I used to love working at UPS because when I take a week off for vacation, I gain five or 10 pounds and I lose them in two days, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, if there were days like, like here I am, I'm in Jersey, right, and Today, it was 95 degrees with a heat index of over mm -hmm. 102. Yikes. So, days like today, the back of that UPS truck would weigh, uh, would, would weigh in at about 120 degrees. And you spend a lot of time in the back of that truck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, UPS was good for keeping your physical stamina up keeping everything together um i loved I, I actually i loved my customers i hated the job but i loved my customers yeah i had great customers the, the worst 10 minutes of the day were the five minutes in the morning and the five minutes at night i would spend with management and other than that you were autonomous <laughs> mm -hmm. and and it was a really great job it really was great pay great benefits but when that all came crashing down i was uh, you know i was forced to reinvent myself right. and i mean i woke up one morning and i was like oh man what you know what is this pain in my back mm. and i managed to make it to driveway and all of a sudden i i felt the, the worst pain i have ever felt in my life and it dropped me and I literally crawled back in the house and I had, I mean, I had tears streaming down my face mm, wow. and I had four herniated discs. I had blood in my spine. If I moved even this far, this far, I, I, I mean, the pain was severe and uh, I wound up having surgery about nine months later. And I lost my job, which, you know, I was five years short of a, a full pension retirement. And it was like, wow, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So, you know, I love radio. I love music. And I thought, you know what, this time I'm going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And that's how I started my radio show, Rock on Radio. 
What was um, what was kind of the your mindset with? I mean, you know, you lost, you've lost your job. You can't, you know, you can't go back to what you were doing. So that paycheck is now gone. Those benefits that you may have had are gone, and, and now you're getting ready to branch out, do this thing that you love to do. But I would imagine there wasn't like you couldn't sit down and say, okay, I'm going to make this much money per week, and so I know I'm going to be okay. So there's like a huge leap of faith in that um was was that a concern or were you just like you know what i don't even care about the money i just i just need to do something that that's for me i mean what where were you at in in your thinking at that time well i still had two kids i still mm -hmm. had child support so i had to make money so i was kind of in between the two i really didn't care how much money i made but I I needed to make money, right? So, uh, you know, I mean, it was it was a really, it honestly it was a really rough go because I, I'm when I got divorced in two thousand seven, I was making eighty thousand dollars a year. Now I'm unemployed, yeah, <laughs> and it essentially wiped out my savings account. And there was a point where I had $17 to my name between my savings and my checking. I mean, I was getting ready to cash in life insurance, stock, uh, 401ks, and take the penalty. I, I mean, I was, you know, uh, this close to bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So at that point, I started to... Uh, I mean, I, I really started to think, you know what, uh, I'm done. And you know, what's, you know what the funny part is about all this? At this point, I had picked up a part-time job at a hospital and to try to slow the bleeding a little bit. And this hospital happens to be a Catholic hospital. So there's a chapel. And I, I mean, I had $17 to my name. I was literally, and this is the honest of God's truth, I was three days from being homeless. Mm. And I walked into the chapel and I sat down and I, I had tears. I had tears just streaming down my face. And I said, you know what? I'm turning it over to you, big guy, because mm. I got nothing. I got nothing left. And I'm in this chapel and I am crying like, like, like a, you know, I mean, I am sobbing. Yeah. And and two days later, a friend of mine from high school reached out to me, and he's like, "Yo, I heard you're in some dire straits. If you need a place to live, come see me." And his name was Jocko, and and I love the man from uh, to the ends of time because he took me in. He said, "I don't want any money from you. I just want you to get on your feet." That's awesome. And he saved me. And he allowed me to be able to build my my radio shows and my my writing and my music, I mean, into a decent you know, situation where I am today. Yeah. And that's so great to hear because <clears throat> I think a lot of us, you know, we get to that point where we feel like we're at the end of our ropes and 
you know, then the depression sets in and anxiety starts to set in. And, you know, I don't know the percentages or numbers, but, you know, I would, I would venture to say more times than not, you know, people, they don't see a way out. They don't see, um, they don't see the silver lining around the cloud. And, and so they just kind of go deeper and deeper and deeper. And, and yet you took this, you know, <clears throat> leap of faith, even just going in the chapel and just saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to relinquish this control and, um, and just have that faith and confidence that, that it was going to work itself out. And I think that's so important because, uh, and, and not even from a spiritual sense, just from a mindset sense to know that, there's always there's always a way out there's always there's going to be always be opportunities so i think that's great um you know that, that you took that approach as opposed to saying well okay and i'm gonna go live on the streets and you know and you know live in my car whatever the case may be so let's get into um Let's get in a little bit about what you're doing now. It's uh, you've got the. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast. When did when did you start your podcast? Well, the podcast is a direct result of uh, my radio show and the interviews that I do with okay. the people that I speak with. The podcast started in January of 2019 or 2020. I'm sorry, 2020. Not good timing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, if you go to anchor.fm slash rock on podcast, you can find the interviews I've done. I've and there's interviews with various uh, rock and roll hall of famers, some local guys, some uh, authors. Uh, there's a little bit of everything. Uh, that's where that came from. That was a spinoff from the radio show and my writing. Okay, you said your writing as well. Oh, for the the and 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 the rock on radio. Uh, I've got that website pulled up now. So, you, I guess since that was the precursor to the podcast, what? Um, how did that develop for you? I mean, when you had this idea, you kind of knew what you wanted to do, and and your friend came through and said, "Hey, you know, I, I'm going to give you this opportunity to to get back on your feet." Um, how did that all come together for you? Well, in uh, I hurt my back in 2009, and my lawyer, my workers' comp lawyer, said to me, "He said, you know what?" He said, you need to reinvent yourself because the United Parcel Service is not going to hire you back. Yeah. So I was looking on Craigslist for various jobs, and I saw an ad that said, radio show hosts and ideas wanted. So I responded to the email with my idea for Rock on Radio. And I got a meeting with the program director, who was, at the time, he was a fantastic gentleman, a guy named Aaron Matlock. And it, it was on an AM radio station in WIFI, 1460 AM. And then I pitched the idea of rock on radio. What, when you will start? <laughs> Two weeks later, Started in April, April 26, 
was my first rock on radio. So I've been doing it for more than 12 years. I interview uh, indie artists, uh, solo artists, and in two hours, they get to come in, they get to tell me all about them, and uh, they get to perform live. I play stuff off these, I take phone calls, and, and it's well for me. That's one of the radio shows I do. Yeah, that's, you know, it's just amazing how things come together, you know, as I listen to your story and, and you can kind of see the interweavings uh, of everything and how it, it falls into place. Um, so with, you got rock on radio, you've got the, you've got the podcast now. Do you have any other things? What else is cooking for you? What, what, anything in the works or, um, you know, what's next for Danny? Well, I do a show every Monday evening from a local, um, here in New Jersey, uh, from village. It's an FM station, high def rate. Uh, I do a blues music show that I get to curate my collection of blues music. It's every Monday night, 7 to 8. I do all the voice track. I pick all the music. I It's all me. I mean, it, the, in this case, the sun rises and sets on me. <laughs> and I pick all the music, put it together. And it airs every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, on. Well, an FM station, but it's online at Jazz on Two, the number mm -hmm. two, Jazz on Two dot org, and yeah, that's going really well. I I really enjoy doing it. I'm a as a musician myself. I love playing blues music. Uh, I have a buddy who's a jazz pianist. His name is uh, Rio Clemente, and Rio said to me one time, he goes, "You know what I love about playing jazz, Danny? I can uh, I can take it as far as my mind will let me." And blues is a lot like that. And and it's all feel, and it's just what music really is supposed to be. Yeah. As opposed to contrived, you know, uh, no, I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> it, 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 like the, the stuff that's on radio today. Right. It's not as authentic. No. It's more crafted for the audience. And they kind of give your give your uh, website a plug. So Danny Coleman's Rock on Radio dot com is that the that, that's the appropriate uh, URL to get there, and, and we'll have all this in the description so um, people can can get out there and find you. Um, let's talk uh, a little bit about who you are today versus who you were as you you know UPS Danny versus rock on radio Danny how has life uh, changed for you how has mindset changed for you how has attitude changed like what what transformation has taken place yeah huge yeah let me just tell you right now huge when I was UPS Danny I was taking care of other people you know, my kids are 28 and 25 now, so they're off the dole, so to speak. My ex-wife, you know, no longer gets, you know, the child support or the alimony or any of that fun stuff. Right. And now I'm living life for me. Yeah. And again, I don't want that to sound selfish, 
but sometimes you have to look out for number one. Mm. You know, UPS, Danny, was taking care of a family and and a home and, and all that good stuff. Now, I'm chasing my passion. I love music. I love helping musicians. I mean, I am a musician. I love giving them an avenue. You know, when I was 16, or I'm actually, let me go back and further, when I was 15, my band at the time, my very first band, we went in a recording studio because one of the local FM radio stations was having a talent contest. And you submitted your music and they played it and then people voted. It's like a popularity thing. And if you if you won that round, you went on to the next. So I was standing at a local church carnival, fair, whatever you want to call it. And a, a girl I went to high school with came up to me and she, she grabbed my arm. She said, listen. I said, what? Listen. And one of the Wheels of Chance had a radio. And they were playing my band on the radio. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I, from, from, from head to toe. Numb. Chills. I was like, oh my God, that's me on the radio. So when I hurt my back and, and the idea for rock on radio came about, I thought to myself, you know what? If I can give other people the opportunity that I had at that time to feel those hills from head to toe, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And that's how rock on radio came to be. And I so you know, I mean, in about two weeks, I'm going to be 50 uh, Fifty-eight years old, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not sorry. You know, I always I always raise my kids that you know I, I, that they I'd rather see them fail a thousand times than have one regret. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. regret anything. And and I really enjoy helping other musicians. I really do. Now, if you could go back in time as yourself and talk to UPS Danny, that's just a nickname I've come up with now. We'll refer to the old you as UPS Danny. If you could go back and have a conversation with him um, and, and, and advise him on how he could do things differently or um, anything, any, any kind of advice, what advice would you give your former self stop accommodating other people (laughs) (laughs) you you know as harsh as that sounds you know when you accommodate other people the only person that winds up not happy is you Mm -hmm. there has to be a compromise look uh you know when you're in relationships, whether you're married or you're in a, a, a steady relationship, you always have to you have to compromise. And compromise is different from accommodate. Mm-hmm. And I accommodated far too many people. I would I would like to compromise. Yeah, but no, then that's... again, that, that's always inclusive of our own makeups. You know, some people are just made up to always say, okay, whatever you want. 
other people right. are made up to say, oh, no, no. Yeah. Mm. You have to reach a compromise. Right. And I think that's great. That's, that's actually great advice because, you know, especially in a relationship or, you know, marriage or, or whatever, even, even with your own children, there has to be that balance. Um, you know, you, like you said, it, it's, you, you serve others, which is great. And that's admirable. But if all you do is give, 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 you never receive, um, from your own passions, then, you know, you burn out and it gets hard to, you know, it's hard to maintain. Uh, so yeah, that compromise and everybody should be willing to compromise um, so that you still get to live your dreams and chase your passions and, and you don't forget that. So <clears throat> as we kind of approach uh, the, the end here of this conversation, what, what 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 have we not talked about that you want to make sure we have out there? Do you have any words of wisdom, uh, anything you'd like to promote, or uh, anything our listeners need to hear? Well, first off, I want to thank my engineer, Art Art Ackerman, who runs my show every week without fail. He you know he gives up. Every night or every Sunday night, he'll be with his family, and he uh, shows up the radio station to engineer my program. Does a great job, and I want to thank him, and I want to thank my producer Claire, Claire Hamwood. Let me tell you, Ryan, everybody needs a Claire Hamwood. This woman is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I, I am, I am, I am in love with this woman. I mean, she is spectacular. She just, you know what? <laughs> she keeps me on track, and, and <laughs> she just, she does things that I don't even think of. And it's like, you know what? Maybe we should do this. Sometimes she don't even let me know, and she just does it. And it's like. Wow, yeah, that works. Uh, uh, everybody needs to Claire, and uh, and she is just incredible at what she does. So I can't thank them enough. Uh, but you know, Rock on Radio airs every Sunday night, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on coaradio.com, and then it airs throughout the week on about twelve other affiliates between all over the U.S. and, and the uh, United Kingdom. Uh, and, you know, I'm very fortunate that people like yourself allow me to come on and tell my story. Um, yeah. and, and, and one thing I'd just like to let anybody know that's listening or watching this is don't ever, please, don't ever give up. Yeah. As I said earlier, I, I had $17 to my name. I had family members urging me to apply for government assistance. I had people telling me to apply for bankruptcy. I had friends telling me if I had their life, I needed to be suicidal or, or in rehab. Mm. And, and you know what? You, 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 we all have it inside us. We all have that inner strength to say, you know what? No, I don't even want to fix this. And I was fortunate enough to be able to fix it. Yeah. 
we've ran into we, I, your message got through. I could hear it. We've run into a little bit of audio difficulty, um, but uh, I, I, you know the the message got through, and and, and I think it, it's it, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, never give up. There's always there's always uh, a better day ahead. So for anybody listening, of course, the I'll provide the link uh, both to the podcast and the website in the description, Danny Coleman's rockonradio.com. It has links to uh, your shows uh, as well as social media. And, um, uh, you know, and there's a, an email as well, rockonradio1460 at Hotmail. Is that the best way if somebody wants to um, get a hold of you, if they have any questions or just, you know, Need some advice? Would that be okay? Yes. Great. All right, Danny, hang hang tight. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll have a chat offline. And uh, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing your story and uh, your your insights and, and really your inspiration um, to anybody out there that that you know is is maybe in that same boat. Maybe you know that they're looking to chase that that passion, chase that dream. Um, so thank you very much. Brian, thank you so much for having me. So there you go. There you have it, my conversation with Danny Coleman. My apologies. We had a little bit of connectivity issues there towards the end, but luckily we got the bulk of the message out to you all. Check out Danny's website. Check out his radio show. Check out his podcast. He's a good guy. He's living his dream. And... You know, that's what it's all about. We've got to live our dream, chase our passions, find our purpose. So until next time, remember, make sure you follow this podcast so that way you know exactly when a new episode drops. Right now, the goal is every Wednesday evening, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I may be a few minutes late here and there. Hey, I'm only human, but, uh, you know follow this podcast. That way you don't have to worry about it. It'll tell you when the when the next episode drops. And please, please, please share on social media and let your friends and family know. Until next time, this is Brian. And you know, I got to tell you, I tell you all the time, you should have it memorized by now. Aim high, be courageous, and go do amazing things. <laughs>